Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Barefoot Buttons. They want you to know about the tall boy. I've actually already seen the tall boy on some people's boards and it looks fantastic. Yep. Well, I should probably tell you what it is. If you've seen the regular Barefoot Buttons, imagine that, but now it's tall. Yeah, they're uh, they're a lot thicker. So your, uh, your button is raised up higher. You can get onto it a lot quicker. Uh, if you got a pedal that's small, it raises it up above the pack and so you can get on there. They actually sold out of them uh, I want to pretend that it's from our first two sponsorships, <laughs> Pushing the Tall Boy. Uh, but recently, they got more in stock. So go order them up and sell them out again, guys. Yeah, so, I mean, if you've got a pedal that you like, but it's just awkwardly small, like the EHX Nano Series, uh-huh. or uh, those boxes from uh, that uh, Friday Club uses. Right. But they're just shorter boxes. Great, yeah. great pedals. Short boxes. Sometimes you put them on the back row. They're not easy to access. You put them next to a volume pedal or a wall or something. They're going to disappear. Yeah. The barefoot button tall boy is what you need. Exactly. This episode is also brought to you by Stringjoy. Stringjoy strings are handmade in the USA out of all American materials. You know, we've all heard the story that there are only like five string manufacturers in the United States. Well, apparently Stringjoy actually operates their own factory. They uh-huh. make their strings. They're not just ordering them from someone else um, and selling them to you. On their site, stringjoy.com, you can create custom sets of strings with every uh, like with every string gauge available yeah, basically that you want. String gauges that aren't even like available through most string companies. Like they do like you've got your 10s and your 11s. Like you think about that. Yeah. They'll they'll give you a 10.5. Yeah, they've got nine and a half, ten and a half. The lightest is seven. The heaviest electric guitar string is a 90. And they even do balance a 90? A 90. They also do balance tension sets, uh, if that's what you're looking for. When you order strings from them, they're not just sending them out because they're custom sets. They're putting them together for you. So the strings that arrive on your doorstep have been made like pretty much since you ordered them. Yeah. I mean, you can really, I you get on there and you can see how much you can customize the sets. You could literally order a set that is nothing but high E strings and have nothing but high E strings on your guitar. Like that's how custom you can get here. Yeah. So if you want to find out more, go over to stringjoy.com or shoot an email to scott at stringjoy.com. Hi, I'm Adam from Rabbit Hole Effects, and you are listening to 60 Cycle Hum. The guitar, buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. Hey, Steve. Hey, Ryan. How are you doing, man? I'm I'm all right. I'm all right. We're drinking uh we're drinking your birthday gift to me. That's true. We are. I like it. You gave one of these to me and to Adam. Yeah. Um, it's it's strong. It's Oatmeal Yeti by Great Divide. It's an Imperial Stout. Soft stout brewed with raisins. I thought it said soft brewed. I'm like, what does that mean? With raisins. Yeah. Right? Uh and it is where did the percentage go? It's like nine and a half percent or something. Half. Yeah, yeah, nine and a half percentage by volume. I picked this one because I know that there are a few uh places around here that have Great Divide Yeti. Uh-huh. I thought um the oatmeal yeti would be like a nice touch. Like I know yeah. when we did. Um, oh, I don't. There's nothing about this that I don't like. Yeah, I forgot whose uh, whose deal it was, um, but we did a thing over at Best Pizza 
and like mm. we were all drinking Yeti. I think that was for my wife's birthday. Maybe it was. Yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, but we were all drinking Yeti, so I was like, you know what? Everyone likes Yeti, but oatmeal Yeti. That's a, yeah. It's a little different. So I like it. It's really it's very good. Cool. Uh, last week we talked about how we never drink good beers anymore on the show. We've been just doing Coors for, for a while. Yeah. And then we got uh, and then they made a big deal about it on Sixty Cycle Slum, the unofficial podcast that talks about us well they're an official podcast they're just an unofficial fan podcast yeah they're an unofficial we don't have anything to do with them they operate they're free agents i'm gonna say they're sure they're off the reservation (laughs) Um, (laughs) but uh yeah this is this is really good uh maybe we'll get back and that and they made it what i was getting to is they made a good point on the uh on their show is that maybe that's why we don't get sent beer anymore. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe we need to get back into drinking nice beers. I think only like one person, one or two people ever sent, two people I think have been the I only people gotta, to send us beer. I more than that. But I can't, oh, you're right. You're I right. Remember maybe it's been like four or five. Yeah. But maybe, uh, you know, we've got more listeners now. We've got more uh, activity going on around I'm us. still sad. Uh, maybe we can get some just actual brewers to send us stuff. I'm still sad the less than or sequel two guys never uh, sent us a Gansett. I don't know anything about that. Narragansett. That's I don't know. That's what they use. That's what, in the early days of their show. That's what they were drinking all the time. Hmm. I mean, I'm still going to drink Coors, but this is a a nice break. I think one of the reasons we we backed off on that a little bit, too, other than the reasons we discussed last week, is just uh, uh every now and then we would get a couple of beers that were just so strong that we would just be put under the table by then. <laughs> <laughs> you know? So maybe it's a, it's better to back off and have the. Uh, the lighter weight. Well, it's beers. just timing too. Like if you're not thinking ahead to like buy something for the show, yeah. I'm, I'm recording after work. I'm I'm a little also when you're like, a little rushed to come over here. When I'm recording, I have this whole like nervous like just got to constantly. Well, be then you probably need to drink more. Sipping and fiddling on with something sort of thing. So I will just keep drinking for the full two hours that we record. <laughs> All right, should we uh, should we talk about what's new in our in our gear lives, Steve? You know, if you just drank more blondes and like session ales, that wouldn't be a problem. You could drink the <laughs> two I, whole yeah, hours. Yeah, but it depends on what people send us. Is the thing? Well, okay, yeah, that's true. The people, I think one time someone sent us like a ridiculous high ABV thing, and it like messed us up really hard. I don't remember what it was specifically, but I remember. I don't know. I remember us sitting around and being like, "Holy hell, how are we going to make it to the next episode?" I mean, I brought in a bottle of labyrinth one time. So oh yeah, yeah. Like, Maybe it was just you, Steve. <laughs> you just bring in. We, we had an episode where the I think, heavy hitters. I'm sure we brought done at least one or one episode where I brought in um, a bottle of uh, Speedway. Yeah, <laughs> Speedway's nice. All right. Uh, what's new, Ryan? Uh, what's new is I ha- I uh, what, I'm trying to remember the what's new thing I'm gonna do. All oh, right. I well, just, I guess it's my turn. I got it. I uh, so a week or so ago, I went and finally picked up that uh, Ibanez digital delay that I bought from uh-huh. Guitar Center. Yes. My wife and my kid were in the car, and so I didn't have a lot of time to look around the Guitar Center. So I walked in. I kind of I bu- I got my pedal, and mm-hmm. I'm holding it in my hand. I'm like. I'll do the rounds real quick and see what's in the used department. So I look at the used pedals and nothing. I look at used guitars and nothing I'm interested. I walk around the amps. There's a Fender Reverb Fender Reverb unit reissue, the 63 right. reissue, sitting in the used section with a tag on it that says 399 and I'm like, that's a hell of a deal. I don't need that though. I whatever. And so I I leave, I get in the car and I'm driving with my wife and my kid to go get lunch and I'm thinking about it and like, damn it. I should get that. I should really get that. 
So we get to our destination. We have lunch. I'm thinking about the whole time. I'm like mentioning it to my wife. Like, I think I should probably go back and get that, (laughs) like backtrack and and go pick that thing up. So I go all the way back. Then what happens? (laughs) So I go all the way back and uh, I look at the tag and it's another thing because I bought that delay pedal. I was like, oh, you have to come back and pick it up <laughs> when it clears, you know, the, 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 you know, the legal check or whatever it's called. The, is it stolen check? It's got even a longer waiting period on it. I have to wait until September 20th to pick this thing up. And I bought, I paid for this thing in August. But yeah, I, I asked the girl if I could plug it in and try it. And I had to explain to her a few times, listen, I'm going to need two cables for this. It's not a amp head. It's a it's a reverb unit. I run it between the amp oh, and, the, yeah. and the guitar. And she just didn't get it. And finally, I plugged it in. I'm like, see how I need another cable? So she went and got me another cable. And I plugged it in and tested it. It sounds super, super good. So freaking drippy. I can't wait to get this thing. I had another reverb unit way back that uh, was not a straight Fender clone. Mm-hmm. So it was. it sounded good, but it was never quite as drippy as I wanted. I'm really excited to get this thing and to do some final. That, that like, was the reverb. NA, that was like the NAU engineering yeah, yeah. thing, right? Yeah. So I'm excited to get this uh, this Fender unit and do maybe a final or at least a uh, more official reverb shootout video. You got to put it up against that uh, Boss FRV one. I'm gonna put it that against the FRV one. Put it against the Topanga. And I don't think I have any other drippy reverbs around here now. So it'll be. Oh, I have the Surfy Bear that I need to get up and running again. So did you break it? No, it's just I don't like the case it's in. I want to get it in a better oh, okay. case. Um so yeah, that's that's my new stuff right now. I'm excited. I gotta wait till the twentieth though. When does this episode air? Like the eleventh or twelfth or something? Um I believe the twelfth. Okay, so in two episodes you'll hear me talking about this thing. Not the episode after this, but the episode after that. You're ruining the magic. Mm-hmm. The magic, it's ruined. It's all ruined. You ruined it. The Don <laughs> gone and done it. People have always assumed that when they're listening to the podcast, it's just live. Like <laughs> we decided to record the moment that they sat down and had time to listen. And we're just sitting there doing it live. And if they pause the podcast and pick it back up hours later, we were just sitting here waiting for them. I actually wonder like how many, how many, uh, you know, like, I don't know, back in the sixties or whatever. Like episode 60s. Right, right. For us. Yeah, not in the um, 1960s when right. we were recording episodes in, in the 50s. <laughs> right. Um, People who were born in the 60s are 60 now, right? If you were born in 1960... Don't do the math. It was a joke. You would be 56 years old today. Okay, so you're not in the 60s. No. All right. <laughs> All right, see, what were you going to say? Um, Something about being in the 60s? Yeah, what I was going to say is back I, when we were doing like our Google voicemail, uh, you know, 1-619-636-HUMM. I can't believe you remember the um, number. I, I Actually, I did it wrong. It's 363-HUMM. Um, that like if they would call in and then while listening to the show and then be disappointed that we didn't answer like on the show. Oh, okay. I don't know. All right, so uh, what's new with you, Steve, now that I've done talking about my stupid, boring thing? Yeah, um, uh, first first thing, um, uh, well, you guys have heard me talk about this particular guitar on the show. Not this exact guitar, but this model of guitar right, on the right. show before. Um, so one of the guys who is in a Facebook group posted 
this past week that he had to sell one of his guitars to Guitar Center because he just needed like super fast cash. He didn't want to deal with Craigslist, whatever. Like he's just like took it to Guitar Center um, and sold it to him for $120. And I knew right away that, hey, that's like a, that's kind of like a green flag as long as everything checks out. Right. Uh, because Guitar Center, usually like the maximum they'll give you is 60% of what they think the shelf price is. Right. Um, so $120, that meant they were going to be selling this guitar for like 200 But I haven't seen one under like $350 in years. And the guitar I'm talking about is the Godin Radiator, the Godin Radiator. Oh, yeah, yeah. Depending, depending on how you like to say you, it. You, yeah, I say Godin. You say Godin. I go back and forth. Let's call the whole thing off. So anyway, um, my <laughs> my dr- I guess my dream radiator uh-huh. um, was the surf green with the maple fretboard. Okay, this one is um, the blue with a rosewood fretboard, which the blue is like was my second favorite color out of their their different colors that they did. Um, their current I don't know if they still currently manufacture it, but their at least their most recent manufacturer is black with like an onyx they they call it like an onyx pit guard i think okay which is like a black with like a gray perloid pit guard. okay so it's like yeah it's like the it's like the grayish like like i want to say like granite moto yeah 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 granite moto that's fair i hate it yeah i don't like, like that that's look. like my least favorite color combination so this one is um blue body with the white perloid and that looks sharp uh, on you yeah and it was uh 200 plus shipping and taxes so that kind of the shipping and taxes threw me for a loop because that, both of those combined was like another forty bucks, Eesh. and I thought um, because I I thought either I would be able to take take advantage of like the free shipping uh, because they, Guitar Center does do free shipping with like high value items, but that's only for new items. Oh, because this bummer. was a because this is a used item and used items are sitting on the shelves in the stores. Uh-huh. You actually have like instead of in like a warehouse. The stores have to like take it off the shelf and physically pack it and whatever, so they actually charge you for shipping. Um, but all in all, like I'm pretty stoked to get it. I, I had, before I bought it, I talked to the guy who had sold it to them for a while about like, you know, are there any issues and he, and um, this and that and whatever. And he said there was like one issue with it. Uh, he said like the 23rd fret on the high E buzzes. Oh. I'm like I don't, I'm like 23rd fret. Let's one more fret than any of my Wait, current guitars. You're telling have. me there's a 23rd fret? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but this is a um, it's a Godin, so they're pretty well made. The radiator is considered like the I guess their bottom end guitar when they had it. Yeah, but it was still like four hundred dollars new at the at the time that I saw it, which was like 15 years ago, and. Um, it's got a couple like lower output single coil pickups. They kind of look like they're they look like mini humbuckers, but yeah. they're actually uh, single coil pickups. And everything I've read about it is like because basically everything underneath the pit guard is hollowed out um, with those single coils. It has like a very like jangly, yeah, like Gretchy kind of a sound, it's like a twang machine. Yeah, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. I think it could be like a really cool um, like big open chord guitar, like big open chord electric guitar. So. Uh, we'll see when it gets here. Um, it should get here sometime next week. So like your reverb unit, yeah. we'll, hopefully I will be talking about it around the 19th. We're going to have a follow-up episode with 
both of our stuff that yeah. we both bought from Guitar Center. Weird. Like this is a weird like occurrence. Like we should go buy a lotto ticket. This is so bizarre. Yeah. Well, you know, the I we both bought from the used Guitar Center. Uh, yeah. Section. Well, and- I wish they had just a used Guitar Center shop. There's nothing but used guitars. I heard back when they had the Guitar Center outlet down in San Ysidro uh-huh. that it, that's basically what it was. It was really? like clearance items and used stuff. I still need to go check oh, that th- thing out. I it's so it's, far away. That's I think like, it's a re- I think it's a re- regular store now. Oh, bummer. I'm not I'm not 100 sure on that. Um, their used stuff is usually decently priced. Like with this radiator, yeah. with this radiator at the price I paid. Like I said, I'm fairly confident that. If I get it and it just doesn't work out, and I, you know, I don't love it now as much as I loved it when I picked it up ten years ago, um, then I, I don't think I'm going to have any problems at least getting my money back. Right. So I think for the most part, the Guitar Center used section has reacted well to the fact that they know that most guitar players, or at least most like most people who are comfortable buying a used instrument, at least are already shopping Craigslist. Yeah, they're already like nickel and diming. And so, you know, I've seen it go a little bit back and forth, and it seems like they're on a budget swing again, which is nice. Because for a while, they went like crazy back up, and I was like, Guitar Center, your, right. your used section is broke again. So they've, they've readjusted, they figured it out, and it's totally like a, people who are selling to us want fast cash, and yeah. we need to get this stuff gone as soon as we get it. So like, we've got to be like underpriced Craigslist basically. Well, I mean, as a store inventory, uh, our floor space, that, yeah. that's money. Yeah. And really like you can't keep an item on the floor for more than 90 days. Otherwise, no matter how much of a profit you thought you were going to make, right. You're now cutting into that profit after 90 days. It's a basic business principle. I don't know. I don't have a store. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, well, I get that, it. I get you, it. And that's why you don't have a store. And that's why like you and I, we list things on Craigslist and it's like, 90 days. I've been trying to sell this for eight months. Right, right. We see stuff on Craigslist that's been up there for years. Like, like <laughs> um, floor space. This has been sitting in the corner of my closet for the last yeah, five yeah. years. I, I'm really stoked about the deal I got on that reverb unit too. 400 bucks. I mean, after taxes, 440, but still, like, I can flip that on a reverb over 500 bucks easy. eBay. I can eBay that over 500 bucks easy. So it's like, I'm not losing money as long as it stays operational. And I don't wreck it somehow. And it's in really good shape too. No, uh, no dings or tears or anything like that. I'm stoked. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's uh, let's use a little housekeeping. Yeah, housekeeping. Let's sweep uh, it up. I'd like to thank Josh Marmon yep. and Aaron Abubo. They both recently uh, bought into our 60 cycle hum inner circle. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is the place where you say, "Hey, I really like this show, and I'd like to support the show." Yeah, it's. It really is the the easiest and best way to support the show in a monetary sort of way. Uh, all the money that we get through the inner circle uh, goes directly back into the show. It doesn't go into our pockets. Um, that's what, yeah. That's what sponsorships are for. Is that goes into our pockets? So far, once it gets up to a thousand dollars, I want the podcast to buy me a MacBook. <laughs> okay, um, but the uh, the pledges really like support the show. That's how we fund traveling to like we we just put money down on our nam condo for winter yeah. nam it funds uh producing merch so that the rest of everyone yeah. else we can just have did merch. a run of stickers and we're hoping to do a run of shirts soon and yeah. we can't do that without your guys's support no because it takes it takes hundreds of dollars to to do a print job yeah 
like if not you know i might do like a thousand dollar run when we do shirts or something depending yeah. on what i'm looking at for sure um so it really helps in that department i mean the the nam condo is going to be like a thousand bucks having the the inner circle and people pledging has made so many things possible for the show like you don't even know so just big thanks to everyone who joins uh, there's a lot of perks connected to it uh uh, we're not going to list those right now, but you can look online and figure them out. Yep. If you head over to 60cyclehomecast.com and click on support the show, all the information's there. Yeah. I mean, basically, I'm going to say with the perks, your first month is like more than taken care of. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. Get, you're getting good stuff. All right. Um, Should we get into ads? Yeah, let's get into ads. This first ad is sent to us. Speaking of Inner Circle, guys, uh, this first ad was sent by uh, Josh Marmon. Um this is from uh, utica.craigslist.org. I know how to pronounce that because I watched The Office. I thought it was Utica. I'm pretty sure. Is it Utica? I, I don't no, know. No. I watched The Office too, and I don't remember that part. Maybe it was Utica. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that's where um, That's where uh, Karen became the branch manager. Oh. Yeah. Utica. Well, maybe uh, if someone she works with is doing these guitars, I wouldn't be surprised. So this is some sort of home refinishing operation because it definitely doesn't look like it's being done in a shop with these pictures. I'm seeing it on like quilts and kitchen tabletops and stuff like that. Um, okay, I could refinish your guitar however you want. Here are the styles I specialize in. Galaxy finish. See pictures. I can do it in different color schemes too. Flat colors, stains, splatter paint. I do not have experience doing sunbursts. I can add to the space galaxy finishes to make it sparkle in the right lighting. It's hard to photograph, but it is demonstrated in the last photo. Uh, so this guy's basically doing like 80s style splatter finishes here. I don't. He says he does full flat colors too and stains, but I don't know if I would trust him to do <laughs> flat color because um, this this splatter doesn't look great to me. I have trouble like really getting too much out of it. Um, just, I mean, from the picture, uh, part of the issue is like just this picture is pretty bad. It's really out of focus. Um, like he didn't focus on the finish. He focused on like the bridge pickup and there's very little you can make out. But, he, you know, you can look at this and tell that it's like a, just not an attractive like I've seen spray jobs yeah. that are like splatter paint that I get it. I get what's going on. I don't get this. He calls it a galaxy finish, but really it just looks like broken spray paint can to me. Yeah, it's it's like it's trying to do the whole starburst with like some different like purple and dark blue and whatever indigo violet, the mm-hmm. whole gamut of the purples and blues in the background. Um, I mean, the, the reason it doesn't look like... But it's just kind of weird. It doesn't look like a galaxy is because there's not enough black going on. There's too many stars. The following pronunciation is brought to you by pronouncenames.com. Oh, great. Here we go. Utica. Dang you, it. You got me. Told you, Steve. It's Utica. All right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I don't think I'll ever... Like, this is a trend I don't think will ever come back is the 80s splatter finish. I mean, I could be totally wrong. And people will bring up this episode when in a year and a half splatter finishes are all the rage. Well, I think splatter finishes like this work for, like, very specific people who want a very specific look. Sure. I definitely wouldn't say they're, like, completely out. But 
They've got to be done right. And I mean sure. really right. I mean, it doesn't help that this is a splatter finish on a, you know, Ibanez RG. Is or, it an Ibanez? I don't know. That's what it looks like to me. Yeah, it does kind of look like an Ibanez. But it just, a, it looks like it's homemade. It looks home yeah, done. Yeah, it's not great. No. It doesn't look like a professional job at all. So, what is he charging? 200 bucks? Uh, there's, I don't have a price on here. I thought there was a price included somewhere. I think it's in a, in the rest of the ad. Like I didn't screen grab that part, but I'm pretty sure he was saying like he starts at 200 bucks, which is normal for refinishing jobs. Yeah. But I wouldn't take anything to this guy unless he shows like really great pictures of solid finishes. I wouldn't take right. Anything to him. I, this is one of these things I've, I've actually been seeing more and more of too on Craigslist is, and I guess maybe it's a sign that. <laughs> I don't know if it's in a sign that the economy is getting better or that it's just gotten that bad. Uh, <laughs> that, that guys I'm, are painting guitars. No, I'm just seeing like more and more ad or people who are saying like, "Come to my amp shop in my garage. Come to my guitar shop right. in my garage." Right. Kind of deals. Oh, I've got all these humbuckers, and if you come to my garage, <laughs> I won't. I bring your guitar. I'll install it for an extra twenty bucks. Right. Or whatever. You know, I've, I've been seeing a lot of stuff like that lately. Maybe people yeah, are just it's, bored. it's guys like us that are turning their hobbies into side businesses, you know? What do you think we're doing right now? We're in my actual garage. Yeah, but are we turning Like recording this- a fake radio show for our, all our little buddies. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like we're, you know, I used to work in a, at a t-shirt company and there were two brothers who worked there. And every now and they would put on this recording they made when they were like 11 years old where they faked that they had a radio show. And they would play this over their speakers really loud. That's basically what we're doing here, Steve. We're doing a fake little radio show. And it's really cute. And one day we're going to play this for our grandkids. And they're like, oh, your Uncle Steve and I used to hang out in the garage and talk into microphones. And that's how we made. And they're going to be like. That's how we made billions of dollars. They're going to be like, the hell is a microphone? (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah. When everything is. uh, Our. Our. Our phones in our pockets just record everything. That's a topic we could have taken today. Yeah, we could have tackled that, but I don't want to deal with it. Um, <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on to the next, next up. We got this from David Chote. He says, uh, he doesn't say anything, but he posted this. Uh-huh. Trade empty 1x12 combo cap for Costco pizza. I have a trade idea. One Costco pizza for an empty 1x12 combo cap. Great shape. Handle, corners, tolex, grill cloth, and fine shape. Trade for one Costco meat lover's pizza. Mmm. He writes mmm in there yeah. too. Uh, I, does Costco have a meat lover's pizza? I thought it was just cheese, pepperoni, and combo. That's if you get it by the slice. If you order a full pizza, you can get all sorts of stuff. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I found that out the other day. And they make it in like 10 minutes, but you got to pick it up. Yeah. I've, I've only, uh, I only get the slice there because... Um, You're one person? Well, it's like even when I go with my whole family, we just get the slice because... What are you gonna do with I mean, all that pizza? What are you gonna do with three people with a whole friggin' Costco pizza? You're gonna be eating pizza for like a month. Mm-hmm. Did you know that Costco is the number one producer of pizza in the whole world? Really? They make more pizzas than anyone. No way. Yeah, look it up. That's crazy. Look it up. That's that what I'm saying. is crazy. Um, I was shocked when I heard it too. It's just because they make pizza all day long at all their locations. So. I don't know. You didn't, and you just, what's the competition? Pizza Hut, you know. Yeah, I mean, I Little guess. Little Caesars. 
They're not making pizza all day long. I I uh and then Costco does the carry out pizzas. But there's only like eight Costcos per county. That's what I heard, man. I don't know, man. It's it's, it's about volume. There are 15,000 Pizza Huts. I don't know what to tell you. Let's look it up another time because I don't want to spend forever on this. But anyways, uh, do you think this is a good deal? Empty. uh, This is like a crate combo cab. Yeah, that would be my hang up is that this is a crate combo cab. There's no speaker in it. There's no amp. It's just an empty box. But then a Costco pizza is like, like 12 bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess... If you need a 12-inch cab and you've already got a speaker and you live by Costco... That's a cheap speaker project. This is a little cheap. I mean, for what it's worth, like this guy could probably put this up for 20 bucks and sell it for 20 bucks. Sure. So you're, I guess you're going to get a good deal from that angle. I mean, you've got to be lined up like in the right place in your life. Like, I can bring you this guy a pizza right now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You got to do it during that. You pizza. can get to Costco... And bring him a pizza, like, right now. You got to do it between, like, the hours of, like, 11 and 6 on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be kind of tricky, maybe. It's not going to be that tricky. Does it have to be? But it's still, like, an immediacy thing. Does it have to be a hot pizza? This isn't a whenever sort of thing. You probably can't even... Can you bring him an oven pizza? You probably can't go to your local Costco either. You've got to go to whatever Costco is closest to this. If you're going to get it to him hot. Best. Okay. Duh. Okay, here we go. Best scenario, you meet at Costco. Oh, yeah. There you go. You meet at Costco. You give him... You order the pizza. Say, here's my receipt. Just wait for the number to be called. And then you get the cab and leave. Yeah. Probably I like so. that. Probably I like so. that. I could, I could see if I needed this cab, me going for this for sure. <laughs> that was barely English. I know. But, you know, you know what I'm saying. If I needed this cab... I would bring him pizza, but I would also get a pizza for myself. Yeah. If me need cab, me go for this. <laughs> Is that what I said? Pretty much. <laughs> I skip a lot of words when I talk, yeah. and I'm not aware of it until I go back and listen or <laughs> read the terrible thing that I've written. And you and everyone else in the inner circle knows this. One of the perks of the inner circle is that you get to see uh, the demo videos that I produce before like the rough cut of them, the first draft right before Steve corrects all of my grammar and spelling. It's horrendous. I've it's had to really completely like completely horrendous. I've had to really like look at some things in that and be like, you know, I think my take on this is more style than sometimes than an actual rule. But most, I would say that happens maybe 10% of the time. I mean, if it doesn't communicate well, then like I appreciate that. Yeah, no, 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 for yeah. sure, for sure. I mean, if I don't think it communicates well, I'll definitely change it. But there are certain things where I look at it and go like, that's not the way I would say this, but it's not necessarily wrong, and I think people understand it, so I'll leave it. I would guess on average for like a seven to eight minute video, I make at least a dozen at least corrections on, on any video. Yeah. And it's usually in chunks. Yeah, and you think like you th- you think like oh you know a dozen corrections on an eight minute video that doesn't really sound like a lot but really there's only like thirty captions it's like a paragraph yeah so it's, I mean you're, we're 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 saying a dozen corrections in eight minutes but it's really like thirty percent of the yeah. of the frames I'm good at pictures I'm not good with words I've never been it's good okay with words. teamwork teamwork I appreciate you Steve 
you make this possible. <laughs> if you ever die, I won't be able to continue on. Just get Melissa to do it. She'd major in this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> I'll have your wife be the co-host of the show. I'll have your widow be the co-host of 60 Cycle uh, No, Hum. I just was saying get her to edit your videos. No, she's going to replace everything you do, Steve. Okay. <laughs> when you die, Melissa's taking over. So she actually, uh, I think she was kind of into that golden radiator too. Oh, yeah? Because I showed her the picture and she's like, oh, it's like sparkly. That's kind of cool. It is sparkly. That's for sure. So, All right, let's hit this last ad because I hate it. You hate this ad. Uh, oh, hello, my I'm surprised you hate this. I think that no, this would be your sort oh of thing, gosh. Steve. Uh, this is a Gibson Les Paul electric guitar custom shop special edition. 1996 Major League, $3,100. Is that the correct spelling of league? Nope. Okay. That's what I thought. And I suck at spelling. We already <laughs> talked about that. Gibson Les Paul electric guitar custom special edition. 1996 Major League Baseball Players Choice Award. Comes with Gibson case plus key in mint condition. Comes with original pickguard. So there's two questions here. Uh, the first one is, is this guitar worth this amount of money? And the answer to that question is, um, I don't know. Maybe, I guess. Um, the second question that I think is harder to answer, though they've already kind of tried to answer it in saying that it's the... Um, uh, Players' Choice Award. Uh -huh. um, but the question that I have still is, why? That's a good question. Well, here's here's things I've got to say about this from an artist's perspective. And first, we'll describe this. It's a black Les Paul with gold, gold hardware on the uh, on the on the butt end where you'd rest your arm. Mm -hmm. There is a. It looks like a painting yes. of a baseball glove holding a baseball. And then on the neck, there is an inlay going all the way down the neck of a baseball bat. And then on the headstock, there's some kind of inlay that I can't make out. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if there were more details on this that we're just not seeing. But what I'm going to say is that in artwork that's connected to sports things, there's a line. On one side, you have stuff that looks like, yeah, this is sports. Yeah, this is like athleticism and this is like performance stuff and you know this is like serious competition and then on the other side you have uh like bed sheets for toddlers right the art and the 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 style on this guitar is on the bed sheets for toddlers side and i think that's the thing that really makes it not work i yeah and that's my hang up is like so i don't know um i guess i don't know what it looks like it belongs hung up in a toddler's bedroom, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. At most an 11-year-old's bedroom. Right. I don't know if there is some kind of like attachment um, to this in terms of like... Okay, I guess what I'm, what I'm trying to get at is there have been um, different, um, yes. different awards that have been named after players okay in this case it just says players choice award so if this was like players choice award like there's there's an award in baseball called the roberto clemente award and the roberto clemente award is named after roberto clemente really um and it's for like the player who is like one is like a, a one of the better players in the league who also does a lot of humanitarian work because roberto clemente was known for his hum humanitarian work okay um so if this was like the Roberto Clemente Award and it had like 
a silk screen underneath the finish like picture of Roberto Clemente or a fo- or like a painting of it or something of Roberto Clemente um then I'd be like okay like maybe this isn't like something I get but I understand this as being connected to some kind of award and I understand this being right. connected to baseball this is just a generic love a generic bat yeah and I think the logo on the headstock might have been like somehow related to Major League Baseball at some point in its history. I mean, this is 20 years old, so you might not even be familiar with some of the markings. It looks familiar. I just can't see it well enough. It looks like there's some sort of insignia on the bat. It's like hard to tell what it is because there's a major glare. And also, if you're, I guess there were six other photos with this that I don't see. But there's none that are look like they're good close-ups. If you're selling something for $3,100, like... Get some better pictures. This doesn't look great. The photos aren't awesome. I would understand this if someone came along and said, oh, this was like a charity piece to raise money for like children's hospital. Right. Then this makes sure. sense. The style makes sense. I just don't understand. I can't imagine a like if they auctioned this off where it was given to like a player or someone as an award like, a room full of adults being excited about this because yeah, it looks, I, and it I looks tacky and it looks childish. And I don't even know if it's an award per se. Um, I just, I have no idea. And I, I tried to look this up and um, there's just, I couldn't find any information on it. Maybe it's out there and I'm just not doing the right search string, but um, it's just really weird. It's just, I don't know. I can't. I can't get behind it. Yeah, me either. And I, you know, you love sports. I couldn't. I could care less about sports. And neither of us are for this. Obviously, I'm not for it. But I'm. I'm a little surprised you don't have at least some sort of warm spot in your heart for it, Steve. No, <laughs> Steve doesn't want to have anything just, to do with it. So I just found this other one, and we won't post a picture of this. But if you look up Gibson MLB guitar uh-huh. on uh, Google, this may still come up. Um, it was a promotion for MLB.com, I guess. I'm going to pass this over to you so you can see it. Okay. So, so this is like an example of something where it's like... I get that I, I'm more. St- I'm still not a fan. I don't I don't look at that and think $3,100, but I look at well, that and I'm like, a, you know, a college guy could hang that Right, in and his... they're asking 500 bucks, and it's clear what it represents. It right. freaking says MLB.com entertainment on the front of the guitar. This is like man cave level. Yeah, yeah. And for 500 bucks, like... As a guitar player and a baseball lover, if I had a man cave, like I could see forking down five hundred dollars for that. Sure, um, but yeah, it's just. I mean, this sold on Reverb. Yeah, so. somebody somebody has it in their man yeah, cave. Yeah, it's, right it's now. like a photo uh, finish of a of a like a baseball. Somebody right on now. A, uh, is, somebody right now is practicing with this guitar uh, for their seventies um, cover band, Johnny and the Benchwarmers. <laughs> nice uh yeah that's that's definitely a more appropriate way make sure you get a screen grab of that for the episode you want me to screen grab it yeah i want you to screen grab that steve i'm just gonna take a screen grab of this picture and not the ad that's what i'm saying just get a picture of it uh so should we move on to the topic yeah let's let's punch this topic in the mouth a bunch of new stuff came out the week before well it didn't come out but it was like announced i think like future products yeah uh, which one should we start with? Should we start with JHS? Let's start with JHS. Okay, that, that seemed like it had the most people so divided Indro- on it. Introducing 
Indro, oh my gosh! <laughs> I did. I work for JHS for a week and make this I, ad. I I really, <laughs> the fact that like when that came out, like people right away when it got posted in the group were like, oh my gosh, Steve, you missed one. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 and and then I was thinking, no, no, no. Oh God, Ryan, why did you friggin' publish something without me? This is what happens <laughs> when you try to do things on your own. You thought I did another joke ad. I didn't. This is for uh, JHS and Stuart McDonald. Unfortunately, there was a typo in the initial um, uh, Instagram posting where it's spelled introducing instead of introducing. Um, I'm going to go out there and say that I didn't catch it <laughs> <laughs> until people pointed it out because uh, Every- my my mind works the same as the graphic designer at JHS. Apparently. Everywhere this got posted, people were like, Oh, the prices are high. Oh, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the the general complaints you have about different things gear related. And I was like, I don't care how good this is. I can't work past. Like, I can't work past the, <laughs> the first typo, the top third of this to even get down. It's to the literally bottom. the first word, and it's the biggest word on here. Yeah, and it's the most misspelled it's the only misspelled but let's talk about the concept of what they're releasing here they're releasing four pedals through Stuart mcdonald that are kits basically and Stuart mcdonald sells uh they sell building supplies for various different guitar things you know you can build a guitar with all their parts and things that they supply you can i think they had pedal kits before right and electronics kits stumac yeah i'm not sure but if they didn't then it's not outside of the realm of reality for them right it's not unusual I don't think it is. No, not at all. Uh, so they're releasing um, some discontinued pedals as kits. The low drive bass overdrive, the old school fuzz, which I understand is like a fuzz right style pedal, a JHS-808 overdrive, which is obviously a tube screamer, mm-hmm. and the all-American distortion, which I believe is a rat clone with uh, some extra options. And so these are all gray box. There's no labeling on them. It, they look like kit pedals. I hadn't, didn't even look at the prices. Do you know what the prices are? Uh, yeah, the All American is a hundred dollars. Uh, the rest are in like the ninety. Like the old school is ninety. The Bomb Boost is eighty eight. I think that's the cheapest one at eighty eight. What's the Bomb Boost? It's a boost. Okay, they don't have that on the uh, the oh, Instagram. It's thing. not on the Stumac. The link is not working on Stumac anymore. Oh, maybe they removed that one. Um. But anyways, see what else I can find. they've got a couple pedals here, and they're kits. And pe- some people are complaining that they're too expensive. Other people are complaining because of the normal reasons they complain about JHS. Yeah. This is, you know, the topic for another time. And other people are like, oh, yeah, that's that's interesting. I could go for, like, I'd like to build my own rat clone. And, you know, it's all the mods are hashed out here, so why not? Uh, what, are, what are your take on them, Steve? Um, You know... I don't know. I see this as Stumac getting into the pedal building game, I guess. Um, I'm looking at the bomb boost. It's actually interesting because they show the PCB and it's mostly empty space. Uh-huh. Um, well, yeah, boost. There's not a lot going so on So it's there. like they could have probably fit this into a finger enclosure if they wanted to. Um, the 808 PCB is a bit more involved. Oh, yeah, I bet. Um, I think this is a good pairing of brands. That being said, I, I Stumac is trying to break into a market that I think BYOC, General Guitar Gadgets, right, and Mammoth have covered pretty well already. And I'm sure there's some other known kit brands, but those are 
uh, the three that all always come to mind to me. Um, so that's going to be kind of tricky. Uh, as far as the prices go, these are on the high end of BYOC pricing. Um, for comparison, the JHS 808 Overdrive pedal kit was $97. The BYOC OD2, which is their overdrive, which is a, basically it's a tube screamer with some options, uh-huh. uh, is $94.99. Now, so it's like three dollars cheaper. Now you have a lot more options because the TS eight hundred eight is a three knob, right? Drive the OD two is a four knob drive with two switches, right? And two stomps. So, oh, so you're getting a lot more, right? Um, the OD two is probably closer to like the f- the full drive two in terms of gotcha. In terms of um, your uh, what's the word I'm looking for? your i guess options right your mods your mods and and whatever like because it, one of the switches is for the effect the other switch is for a boost i had an od2 for a while right right um so you know i guess maybe you're not necessarily getting like your full money's worth for it but i think people will do it because people recognize the 808 and the all-american and um some of these other ones as being like discontinued um sure jhs designs some of them are newer um I think the for me well, I don't know. This isn't a thing I think I would get. Right, right. Here's here's the question I have. And I you've gone into the, the pedal building kit world a lot more than I ever have. I haven't at all. But I mean these pedal kits they don't resale for great. No. Do you think a JHS pedal kit would resale resale for better than a normal kit? Um, that's a tough question. I don't know. I mean, maybe a little bit better because I could see people saying like, "Oh, JHS kit pedal." Um, I could see initially. I think it's going to come down to whether or not there's anything about them that like users start using them, and then they're like, "Oh, this was really magical." But you don't think the br- like the the branding alone will. Well, that's what I'm saying. From command from, more, I'm saying right out the gate, I could see people buying this, but at the same time, like, I don't, you know, the problem with all of these kits, B, the BYOC stuff doesn't resell. Ultimately, like what I learned was, um, the amount of once once you know kids and everything roll through, the amount of effort that I would have had to make to do like DS1 mods and try to sell those, like, just wasn't worth it. Right. Um. So I think even like this type of kit at $98, what's the most you're going to get back for it? $110 maybe, $120 if you're lucky. Right. The big, the be- like if you really went for it and like did like some sort of crazy custom finish or something like that. Yeah, the like- best way really to make money on something like this, I guess, would be to... Uh, like try to advertise it up front, which is really sketchy to, anyway, to be like, Hey, are you interested in any of these JHS pedals, but don't know how to build them yourself? Like, okay. You know, I'll order it for you and build it. And you know, yeah, that's you can, not great. You can get this pedal and only 130 bucks. Yeah. But then it's like, yeah, that's not great. I don't know. I, I, th- I, th- I think the market for these are for people who are fans of JHS Maybe wish they could have gotten their hands on these pedals, or maybe they're just someone who's like, 
I want to try my hand at a pedal kit and making my own pedals. I might as well start out with a company that I already like. Right. You know? and, and ultimately, like, I think that's what you're buying into is you're buying into a brand that you're familiar with mm-hmm. and a brand where you can kind of like listen to some of their stuff. In the case of, again, in the case of a couple of these pedals, there, I'm sure there are YouTube videos out there that show what the original version sounded like. Sure, sure. So you can really like get a ballpark for what you're getting into. Though I guess, you know, for a lot of kits too, you could say the same thing at least the byoc kits i'm sure there's tons of videos for right those out there um again yeah there, there's going to be some uh value boost with name recognition but and and maybe that's why the price is a little higher but ultimately like at the end of the day i think in in you know two three years we're just going to see these on the market and people are going to be like oh jhs Two TS clone kit, uh, sixty bucks. Uh, right, better than, better than uh the Ibanez TS nine that you would buy for eighty bucks. Right, whatever, right, kind of a deal. Where, yeah, yeah, and maybe they'll take off. Maybe they'll expand big time. But, um, I forget who they did them through before. But Catalan Bread's gone down this road before. Right, Catalan Bread did the kit thing. Um. It's just kind of a hard v- uh, thing. VFE or VHE does a kit thing. The company that makes the tremolo that I have, I think it's VHE. V- VFE. VFE. Yeah. Okay. They make the uh, they make kits, or they did. They might be trying to sell them out. I know the the guy behind them is uh, transitioning into new work. Yeah, I actually saw some of VFE's uh, new product line uh, online recently. So uh-huh. it looks like they're they're starting to roll out some new stuff. Yeah, they've kind of like streamlined their designs a little bit to be, uh, I think, more simple and smaller and more controllable. Where before they had like a lot of uh, mini knobs and stuff like that. Right. Lots of switches. And now it's more like four knob, single switch sort of design. Um, but they used to have kits. I don't know if they still do uh, where you would buy the PCB and, and the box and the knobs and whatnot. So it's it's definitely something that's been done a lot before, mm-hmm. and it's it's weird to see people criticizing the business model online when it's something so many other community like builders have done. Well, and it's like I said, it's something where a lot of people are saying, "Oh, it's it's too expensive," or this and that. Um, at the end of the day, like it's either going to work or it's not going to work. It sounds like even with the the build your own clone one being similar price but having more options, it sounds like they're still in the same ballpark. Yeah, price wise they are, and I think all these are in pretty similar territory. Yeah, I think the th- the difference is like maybe for the boost, like eighty eight dollars for the boost. I'm not sure what BYOC's boost cost, but I have a feeling right. it's in the sixty dollar range. Right. Um, I'm not super familiar with BYOC's lineup anymore. Let's talk about some uh, some of this other new stuff coming out. Uh, let's talk about the new Gibsons, and if we don't have time to hit the other thing, then, then no, that's fine. Um, so Gibson has been starting to roll out teasers for their 2017 stuff. Um, I don't know if that means are they selling it already, or is it just? I think you can pre-order right now. So I got a picture here that was posted to the group um, of the Gibson 2017 Les Paul Custom Special. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. You mean the two Gibson 2017 Paul Reed Smith uh, Starla? <laughs> right. It doesn't look different body shape than a Starla to me. 
well, uh, not just to me, but to anyone. But like the uh, the 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 arm carve is very similar. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, like it's got this completely non-characteristic for Gibson carve along the top. Yeah. Uh, it's got pickups that remind me of Taylor's pickups that are like completely covered. There's no pole pieces. And the thing that I the thing that I like the most, meaning say that I don't dislike it the most, mm-hmm. is the pit guard. The pit guard's got a fun, funky shape. And I think it's actually pretty fun. But the rest of this thing, I just kind of hate. The pit guard's the part that I actually think is most reminiscent of the PRS. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's not exactly the same, but I wish it was. I wish it was white. It's that whole red body, black pit guard thing that right, that right. PRS has been doing for a while with their like lower end stuff. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, and then there's also an SG one, uh, with the same pit, well, with a similar pit guard. And then it's got just this, the stop tail bridge on it, which is fine. Some people really like those. I prefer to have a yeah. two piece. Yeah, it's a little like wrap around bridge, job. and then the stop tail. This uh, yeah, is a wrap around. So, um, seven hundred bucks for the Les Paul, six hundred for the SG. The one that I think is interesting um is the gibson 2017 firebird zero yeah let me pull up a picture of that um it's five hundred dollars um and it's gibson it's gibson it's not five hundred dollars it's a poplar body it's poplar freaking wow poplar body maple neck um Rosewood fretboard. It's got these new Gibson pickups called the USA Double Slugs. Uh huh. Um, I, I mean, at five hundred dollars, I want to like it, but it's another one where I like the pit guard, and the rest I'm not so sure about. I've never been a big fan of reverse Firebirds to begin with, and this one isn't just like a reverse Firebird. I guess they're called non-reverse Firebirds. Right. Um, this one's not just a non-reverse. It's the f- Gibson reverse body, but it's like flipped around, whereas the non-reverse is kind of like a funky amoeba-looking thing. Right. It's definitely a little tricky to look at. Interesting is that the headstock is like a normal six-in-line, where it isn't a normal... Uh, a Firebird, a reverse headstock. Um, trying to find a picture. Also interesting, there's some maple neck that's set. How often do you see set maple maple necks? Not. I mean, is a and the body is a different. Kind oh of yeah, wood? I see what you're saying. The the gibbs the neck is a uh, or the headstock is yeah, that's different. Yeah, I think this is gonna be a tough sell for them. That's just a really weird body shape. If they had done it in normal Firebird shape. Yeah, these would be flying off the shelves. I think the price is really the most attractive thing. Oh, for sure. Uh, it's a gloss body and nitro satin finish for the neck. So, um, if you're looking for like, I guess, a light finish neck, I can't believe how far away from the pickups the selector switch is. Do you see how far away that is? Yeah, you it's, really uh, got a reach to change pickups on this thing. Probably a good thing. 
Yeah. I don't know. I just keep, keep it away from your hands. If they if they had made this non if they had this made this a regular Firebird shape with these appointments, I think these would be flying off the shelves. Yeah. But I I just can't see people buying these. Like it's too funky. And I like funky, but this is like too funky. Yeah. Uh one of the nice things on here and I think uh Cold Duke in our group mentioned it is that the they have the Les Paul Tribute T in gold top. Uh-huh. Um, for 900 bucks, like finally, like if you're, if you've always wanted a gold top, but you didn't really want to spend like a ton of money, uh-huh. uh, they've put out a gold top at a pretty reasonable price. Let me look at um, They've kind of got like all their kind of standard stuff. The other end of the spectrum where I'm just like, that does look nice. Uh, I've I, seen it on Sweetwater and that looks, that looks like the kind of Les Paul I would buy. One of the things I can't get over is the worn brown and the worn cherry on the Les Paul faded tees. Let me look it up. Just looks atrocious. I understand it's a worn finish. Um, oh, maybe that's okay. So one thing they changed with this one from the ones I'm used to is usually they're just an all mahogany body. Uh-huh. This one is a mahogany body with a maple cap. So maybe that's why the body finish cuts through differently show me the picture you're looking at this is the picture i'm looking at oh weird from musician's friend i almost want to say that's like i guess this looks similar on my phone it's it what it is is that whole barn sexual thing yeah it's like yeah, a barn exactly. wood kind of look it looks like barn wood um it reminds me i was telling you earlier uh, it reminds me of the gibson bfg stuff what the bfg the it was like one a doesn't look maple. bad uh but that's the studio faded t i think that's a different guitar huh. this is the les paul faded t this is a 2017 the black ones don't look bad but because it makes it look so subdued i think you're looking at a different guitar completely oh yeah the studio you have to look up uh Gibson 2017. Oh, okay. I'm not even... I mean, I would... Oh, think. here it is. Here it is. Yeah, I... It's, Gibson, like, they they did an about-face for 2016 to try to win everyone back. And now they're back to doing weird stuff again. I don't think these are... I don't think... I think most of their lineup is fine. Right. Um, I just think this particular finish of Les Paul... Um, I don't know what it is about the way they're doing it. I maybe, like I said, maybe it's because of the fact that it's a maple body, but it just looks weird. It looks like it's. It looks like they were trying for Koa, like they were trying to fake Koa. Yeah, it just looks too light. Um, it's the knobs. You are, know what, on, the knobs are different now. Honestly, there's a lot about this as yeah. just a different look. Honestly, on this, if the pickups and hardware was white to contrast against the body. It would make the body seem darker. And right. I think I would be way more into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's just a, that's an aesthetic, aesthetic change. I mean, including pickups, it's going to cost you some money to do that. But especially if you're going to get double double creams or double whites in there, then you're going to have to go to DiMarzio, of course. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a big fan of the look. Uh, some of the stuff Gibson's putting out for 2017, I just don't. I just don't know what are it's to in my mind like Gibson if they just put out the stuff that people wanted 
they're going to make money every year. They're going to be fine every mm-hmm. year. Like, all you have to do is you have to put out, like, Les Pauls in the style that everyone wants, which is just like a regular Les Paul with a couple finish options, and then put out some Les Paul specials that are just, you know, flat-bodied with a couple pickup options and a couple yeah. finish options and people are just going to buy those mm-hmm. they're just going to buy them and then you know you can do some funky stuff on the side and you know do your variations of your sgs and your uh flying v's and your firebirds and whatnot but it's like if you're not doing you just got to nail the basics and gibson's going to be fine yeah like they keep trying to like catch market share from companies that honestly are trying to catch market share from them mm-hmm. and it just ends up being weird you know like the whole the 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 first ones we were looking at with the weird body cards like are you trying to catch market share from prs and from like taylor solid body guitars which aren't even a thing anymore yeah like what are you doing? They also came out with these. Um, I'm not sure if this was a previous year's product because I don't follow Gibson a ton um, for bass guitars, but they have the new Gibson. Which it looks like uh, a Fender bass. EB4s. Well, yeah, and to me, I, it looks like a, uh, a Lakeland. Yeah. Um, it just looks like this very modern bass. I feel like uh, Gibson to put out... Uh, now again, this is the EB4, which is actually I think a similar model to what Adams has. Right. Uh, that red base. Uh, I, well, Chelsea has. Right. The Epiphone. Um, the Epiphone. Um, but I feel like. Uh, oh no! They say that this is a new, uh, new base, uh, in the long legacy of the EB line. Well, if you want to contribute to the legacy of the EB line, maybe you should just make a good EB zero or yeah, EB three, no um, or you know reissue what a lot of bass players at least, well I say a lot at least me uh, reissue the RD bass like that's a super cool bass which uh, one was that what did it look it like it was like their offset uh, kind of like this look it up. not offset but it's a um, it's almost like an explorer style I guess you would call it I don't know oh yeah 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 the, that funky thing yeah you like that I love the RD bass really yeah. That's surprising to me. It is a funky shape. Is it really? It is, is it very that's what we're talking about, right? Yeah. That's yeah. A funky shape, Steve. Um I mean I, I like it. I always I'm feel like it was you like it. I always felt like it was kind of like a more ergonomics friendly version of the Explorer base. Right, right. It's like a gumby version of the Explorer. Sure. <laughs> um I just always thought they looked really cool. Uh the Gibson Grabber is a classic base. The grabber is kind of a, a little more weird. Yeah. Um but I mean, I don't know. I, I guess props to them for trying, I, I guess. But, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of I feel like the, Gip, the Gibson Grabber is less weird than the RD. Well, the Gibson Grabber, well, the Gibson Grabber is weird in that um, it has uh, like a, like a v, sliding. No, it has like a sliding pickup. Oh, the it. sliding pickup thing. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the body shape is very attractive on the Grabber. I think that's not, that's a nice look. Um, yeah, this is a bunch of new weird stuff from Gibson. Go figure. And then for our last thing that we're going to cover, we're, uh, we're we're hitting time a little bit, but let's do it anyways. Because why not? Um, is this guitar from Paul Reed Smith from PRS from their, their private stock? Which I assume is like super high-end, only a couple made sort of thing. But it's funny that they're being advertised 
well, they got to advertise it, and I guess it's a showpiece, and like, oh, look who we've got. But they've got this John Mayer Super Eagle for mm. essentially twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, eleven five hundred. But was, is that what model it is? It's a Super Eagle. That's what it says, Super Eagle. This thing has a whole bunch of pickups and dip switches on it. It's got two humbuckers, and it looks like a like a railed single in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then it's got your normal five-way switch, I'm supposing. Then three toggle switches in between the knobs. And then two more toggle switches. I'm imagining there's just an endless array of extra controls in here. I'd almost imagine with those two extras that there's some sort of piezo or piezo right. set up. Now that we get called out on pronunciation so much. I think you meant... I just say, I just say multiple say versions. All. I think you meant piezo. Piezo? <laughs> I'm thinking uh, Piazza. You know who's the you know who's the biggest producer of piezo pickups in the world? Costco. It's Costco. Okay. <laughs> um, I think it looks very the center nice. Pickups not a rail. You're just looking at bad pictures. Are you sure? It's a single coil sized humbucker. But they're not rails. It look maybe not a rail, but it looks. You know what I mean? It's like a what are those models called? Like the JB or whatever? Like a JB Junior. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what it is. Well, when you say rails, I think of like hot Yeah, rails. I didn't mean rails. I'm sorry. I misspoke. Um I think the most of the reaction towards this has been towards the price. But then I'm I'm not completely clear on what private stock is, but I imagine this is like they're not making a lot of them. I think private stock is literally like because I heard him talk about it once. Um I think private stock is like Paul Reed Smith's private stock. Right, right. So when a private stock guitar is made, like he goes into his personal stash of like wood that he's got and he's like, oh, here's yeah, the good stuff. This is the piece. Like when wood comes through, he's like, oh, I really, I'm going to use that for something special. Interesting. And it goes into like the private stock. Huh. Um, well, for price, oh, only 100 made. Yeah. And for price comparison, the I saw on a shop the uh, PRS Santana private stock, and that uh-huh. one was like ninety eight hundred dollars. Sheesh. So, and that's a solid body. So you figure like another thousand, thousand plus for the semi hollow for a semi hollow. Like that's not completely out of like right the expectation. I mean, it's one of those. Markup. It's one of those things where we look at it as normal consumers and like, sheesh, who's ever gonna buy that? And then you sit and think about it, and like, well, there's a hundred of these, and you'd be surprised. Yeah, like people who fell in love with John Mayer's teenagers, uh, a handful of those people are millionaires now. You know, so mm-hmm. they're they're business people now, um, and so this is the kind of guitar they're going to buy to you know capture that dream. You know, this is some some you know even at twelve thousand dollars. It's still way cheaper than a sports car, which yeah, there's, some rich people buy like all the time. There's, uh, there's, you know, tw- uh, guys who are PRS fans who like if right. PRS puts out a private saw guitar, they're gonna buy one. There's people who are John Mayer fans. There's people who are fans of this or fans of that. And yeah, you're right. I mean, there's a guy up in like Northern California, and I'm sure who- John Mayer is taking home like. 10 or 15 of these things. Right. You know, uh, there's a guy up in Northern California who's got like a freaking $109,000 Mercedes Benz in his yard and he bought a backup one for like his wife or whatever. Right. And well, you uh, never know when you're going to need parts. Yeah. And if you don't like, if you don't want to sell him that Supro at a good price, like he's just going to 
Like him and his son will fight you because his son is a mixed martial artist and he will what destroy you. What are you talking you. about? What are you talking about, Steve? Who is this person? Who's, you're I don't about? know. Some guy that they talked about on the group. I don't know. I don't remember it at all. Some sort of inside joke that I'm not. It's not an inside joke. It's I. It was on the Facebook group. Okay. I don't know, man. Some guy who's got a kid who's a mixed martial artist and he's got two. Uh, Some, okay, someone on the group was like trying to sell their Supro amp. Uh huh. And this guy was like texting him, and I think he got like his text crossed. But it was this guy who's just like the guy who was like wanting to buy it started off with like, oh, how much you, what's, what's your lowest price? And the guy's like, oh, well, you know, I want like $800 or whatever for this. He was like, oh, I don't own anything. I don't own anything in my guitar collection that is this cheap. Like my cheapest guitar, my cheapest guitar is a five thousand dollar Gibson Les Paul. Okay, and this and that, and the guy's like, okay, that that's fine, whatever. And then he goes like, yeah, like my cheapest amp is like, uh, you know, matchless, whatever, whatever. Was like, it a chieftain? <laughs> yeah, it's a matchless <laughs> chieftain. I don't know. Like, so he just started basically like Bragging. naming all of the stuff. Like, oh, you don't want to sell this to me for like a price? Like, let me tell you about how I don't even need it because all of the gear that I own is better than this one piece of gear that well, it you sounds own. like this guy's just a douchebag. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. But it turned into like, uh, it turned into, uh, him, like the guy responding with like, Oh yeah. Like you're, you sounds like you've got like more wrapped up in a single guitar than I have in my car. And then he went into like, all yeah, car this stuff. Is, these are the cars that I have. Oh my and gosh. Like, and like, because that sounds like he's just the worst. If you saw, if you saw my wife, I guarantee you that you'd try to hit on her because she's so smoking hot. And then I would have to have my mixed martial artist son beat you up. Oh, and also I trained him starting at a very very young age. So after he beat you up, then I would beat you up. So anytime you want to come over, just let me know. And it's like, what? So do you want to buy the amp or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then I think when he was like, oh, you want to buy the amp or not? He's like, oh, oh I meant to send all that stuff to someone else. <laughs> but, but also, no, I don't want to buy your combo amp because combos are for people with small wieners. What? I only play full stacks. What? Like, no joke. Like, this is how this whole thing basically went down. That's incredible. Incredibly I wish this person was here right now so we could talk to him because he sounds like a real character. By real character, I mean the worst person imaginable. Well, do we want to wrap this up and uh, and thank our sponsors? Steven? Yeah, let's thank our sponsors. Our sponsors this week were Barefoot Buttons. They make the tall boy. They make regular-sized barefoot buttons that aren't so tall. Check them out, barefootbuttons.com. They're just regular tall. Yeah. Yeah, barefoot buttons. They're just regular boys. You know, I've been seeing them all over the place all yeah. of a sudden. Like I've been seeing them on all kinds of other groups and Facebook, you know, things and and internet forums and people just like having barefoot buttons all over their board. So I don't I'm not gonna claim this because we're promoting them, but it's probably because we're promoting them, right? Like we have that yeah. kind of reach and that kind of influence. Mm-hmm. So uh thanks for supporting barefoot buttons, guys. They make a really cool product and uh Lots of people are saying that they love them, and lots of people are showing pictures of themselves enjoying them. And also, let's thank Stringjoy for sponsoring this episode. They make all kinds of custom sets of strings, and by custom, I mean fully custom. Mm -hmm. You can have string weights in between the string weights. Yeah. Uh, You know, you get to get an 11 and a half as your B string if you want. You know, you can get a, a... 
you can get a 90 and try to use it as your G string if you want. They make strings that heavy. You're going to need to cut I don't know if you new, can fit a 90 into You're going to need to cut a new nut to fit these strings. <sighs> um, maybe Steve wants to read the official copy for it cuz I'm uh, I already did. That was at the beginning over here. But yeah, check out stringjoy.com. Uh, th- right now they're working on a custom set for me for my uh, my Hallmark swept wing. Uh and I'm really looking forward to trying them out. They're going to put together a set for Steve, too, once he figures out what the heck he wants. Yeah. And yeah. we'll report to you guys and let you know what we think about him. All right. Uh, this week's song was sent to us by Reese Height. Um, he says uh, he always loved that we play music from our subscribers. Yeah, it's true. If you want to send us a song, send it to 60cyclehumcast at gmail.com. Yep. Uh, again, this is Reese Height. We're going to play the song Losing Sight. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy it. Bye. Bye. I've been learning less recently. Passions turn possessions with a filtered apathy Life might drift away as I breathe But I'm never mourning cause these morals never bleed Right.